Allow myself to introduce myself. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Whoa, this Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Welcome to a Philosophize Christmas. Starring Max Marshausen and Kyle Quayle. Jingling, motherfucker. Hello, all you elves and reindeers, and welcome to a very special Christmas episode of Philosophize. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Max. He's got a minor in philosophy, and I'm Kyle Q, and I've got a minor buried underneath my shed. <laughs> Happy Christmas, Kyle. Happy Christmas, Max. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Is your Yuletide gay? Is my Yuletide's gay? Yeah, I'd say overall the Yuletide's doing well. I'm a little tired, but uh, other than that, I'm nothing to complain about, man. A little tired. Headed, yeah, a little tired. That's about it. Need some sleep, catch up on the Z's. We got these... headed back to Maine. I'll be able to do that. Thing. Awesome. Yeah, these these two weeks are always good to relax if you're so inclined. Unless maybe you're a parent yeah. or something. It's pretty yeah. easy for uh, our age. Gives us like this two weeks of chilling out. So hopefully yeah. you can get back. You said you're going back to Maine? Yeah, we head back Wednesday. Uh, we're going to do Christmas uh, with my mom and my uncle and my grandmother. Probably first time in a couple of years. Yeah, it has been. Uh, actually, that was the last time I was there was Christmas. Um, well, actually, I went back this summer. But last time it was like a full family celebratory thing was Christmas. Um, and then the day after Christmas, we're going to head up to my cabin, which is on East Grand oh, Lake. That's, that's awesome. And that us. lake borders Canada. So it's going to oh. be like, it's going to feel like Christmas. Yeah, it's going to be, be snowy. It's going to be cold. And I need that, man. It's been way too warm here. Like It has been. It's been spring. It hasn't been Christmas weather. So it's been right. hard for me to fully embrace and get into the spirit. I agree. Yeah. Going home to Maine would, would be great. I'm jealous. That's, that'll be great. I'm going to Jersey. It'll probably just be just as cold. Maybe yeah. not as beautiful, but maybe. Uh, Have they gotten any snow? Do you know? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. they've gotten the regular amount. It's usually, it's a, similar where it doesn't usually start till january maybe december january february where it gets really crappy but again you're right here it's missing out i loved it in october Mm -hmm. and november but as we transition into this winter i think tomorrow is actually the first day of winter so as we transition uh, i'm also looking for some cold same so before we get into our light fun christmas discussion episode (laughs) i want to go over a monumental decision that happened this week the fda has officially announced that abortion pills will be allowed to be sent over the mail legally oh shit to anyone in the United States. This is pretty big. This is huge. Great win for advocates of abortion everywhere. But my first thought was, why couldn't they have made this legal in November when I couldn't shit for a week? (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. I don't think it works like that. Uh, It's a serious subject. Constipation is no laughing matter. No. Yeah, no, but for real, this is good. One of those things I've never understood in religion, which comes up a lot in this episode, just Mm -hmm. religious fanatics trying to maybe govern the Mm non-religious female bodies. Just flat out never really made any sense to me. No. I actually read this psychology article recently suggesting that those who condemn and shame drug use and like sexual promiscuity in in, Mm -hmm. in others, they may actually be psychologically, probably not even actually, but they are psychologically (laughs) controlling their own reproductive environment. So like what we talked about last week with Freud, like the old white dude who was raised in a conservative environment simply wants others to live the same way for some primal reproduction Freudian reason. You know what I'm saying? But he's not enlightened or self-aware enough to realize this. Uh-huh. So in turn, you know, making the world probably a shittier place. <laughs> you should just worry about yourself is what I've always thought. Uh, it's mm. a long, long way to go still, mm. but obviously a step in the right direction. Yeah. And able to. In this I'm behind the eight ball, man. I honestly didn't even know there was an abortion pill. Yeah, me I neither. Thought it was until, I, until this news came out a couple of weeks ago. Wow. I had no idea. That's uh, huge. About this, Especially but. with that crazy shit going on in Texas where they're like. Right. You can basically put a hit out on a doctor if you gave an abortion. Yeah. No, find like, you get a money reward for it. I wonder if that's like fast tracking some things. that It must FDA, be. Because this is the FDA. This is yeah. like the FDA doesn't do anything. It's federal. Fully trust it's federal. FDA Fuck you, ways, Texas. It's pretty important. And I got, of course, there will still be boundaries and things that go around. But uh, I just wanted to just talk about that. Maybe enlighten it. If someone else hadn't heard about that out there either. It's really interesting before we get into our Christmas uh, in, the, in you know, the birth of Christ. Uh, that was a virgin birth as well. So <laughs> exactly. Know how, you know how that goes. But anyway, Christmas week, the best, right? <laughs> Love um, Christmas. I don't know about your traditions with your family or yourself growing up. Did you have any kind We did, of- yeah. One that's still going strong to this day that I, I want to say we've been doing since I was maybe even one. Uh, my mom makes her grandmother, so my great-grandmother, sugar cookie recipe, 
We roll out the dough, we cut the cookies, we bake them on Christmas Eve, we do all that Christmas Eve night, and then after they've cooled down, we sit down to decorate them together and listen to Christmas music, and then we open one Christmas present on Christmas Eve. Oh, I like that one. So I did, I actually remember last year, since we were in California, I did Mm -hmm. see the Zoom cookie making. Yeah, and I made that same recipe in California, Yeah, and we cut some out and decorated them. That's a really good one. I I like the open one present on Christmas Eve. As a kid, that would have probably helped get my foot in the door, because I could remember, I'm going to bring this up in a bit but just not being able to sleep I just want to open yeah, the yeah. I want. <laughs> yeah. it's amazing how different my thought process I couldn't wait to accept gifts yeah. now I don't even think twice I don't yeah. even like I don't want people to go out of their way to, to buy me a gift but yeah. you know it's really nice to give and to it receive is. I've and noticed being, as I've gotten older the shift like being a kid I loved to receive gifts. Yeah. And I still love to receive gifts, but now that I'm older, I so much more enjoy giving Me gifts. Me too. Yes. And seeing the reaction when they open it and just the feeling that emerges, it's it's a really the good The feeling is, is is so much better yeah. for sure. We had a couple growing up. We had a Christmas dinner, which was usually, you know, some place fancy once a year. Was that just you and Jamie and the immediate Mom and family? Dad, yeah. yeah. And we would go That's to like awesome. some like out to dinner like the Wednesday before Christmas if it was maybe an old man Rafferty's New Brunswick, which is like kind mm-hmm. of like upscale bar food or maybe somewhere really nice where we didn't really get to go all year. And so yeah. we'd all That's get dressed awesome. up and it was definitely I love that. something I remember. And that was Christmas Eve you would do that? No, it's usually yeah. the week of Christmas. They'd be like, oh, tonight's our Christmas dinner. Tuesday yeah. works for everybody this night. And I just have very fond memories. One time we, we uh, a tire blew and that's what it was. My dad had no idea to change it. And I had just changed my first tire ever like three weeks before. Oh, so I was like, I got this. And I was like 17. Yeah. And I was like so proud of myself. I changed the little tire. So it wasn't like a Christmas nice story where you threw the lug nuts everywhere. <laughs> drop the F-bomb. <laughs> no, I'm sure there were, if my dad did, it would have been some, there would have been some of that. Yeah. Um, where are some other ones? I know you did with, you were with us last year in our, uh, in yeah. our one uh, tradition, which is decorating the trees. A big yeah. For us. We yeah. put on music and it takes a while and we just uh, have a lot of fun. Same tra- uh, ornaments every year. It'll be so weird. This will be my first Christmas not seeing my father in my entire life. Oh, wow. This will be Jamie's Christmas not seeing me in the first entire, in their entire life, which is pretty that's wild, wild as life yeah. goes on. But it makes sense. It's, that's why we made such a, a thing to go to Thanksgiving there and yeah. spend time together. Then. And yeah. uh, we always have the select few mu- movies we watch every year. You with that Santa Claus, Real mm-hmm. Threadnose Reindeer, Open Presents, As Soon As Dad, Seemingly Four Hour Shit is Over in the morning. <laughs> it, it felt like it's like, all right, we'll open them after Dad takes a dump. Oh, God. <laughs> So we gotta, like we can watch like the a Christmas story like four times. Time to get oh man, it's so funny. Do you think you would just sit an extra to like build the? Suspense? Oh, there's no doubt. I think as a dad, I think you go. You have to. You have to. It's probably yeah. your sacred place. It's already. Like, I do it today. I'm I not even a dad. Alone, and I do it. <laughs> yeah, I go right. into the bathroom. It's my sacred place. I'm, who am I getting away from? Like yes. my stuffed bunny on the yeah, side. Right. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny. But I couldn't wait. I, obviously, it's just uh, just unbelievable. Lastly. My childhood friends and I put together, like, we always get together on Christmas night and do Secret Santa. And that's probably my favorite one still. We missed out on it last year, so I'm extra excited to go home to Jersey for a few years. uh, For a few days. (laughs) For a few years. (laughs) Uh, Either that would be kind of nice, too. But anyway, I I know there are some Grinches out there who don't like Christmas. I've heard that all my life where it's like, I hate Christmas. I'm like, what? And if that's you out there, I just want you to know I hate you. Uh, Just kidding. (laughs) I totally understand that for, like, maybe the underprivileged, it can be a stressful time of year. Maybe you don't have the funds to buy your kid that special gift which of course that's not what Christmas is about but to a kid try telling like your kid that you know right. what I mean so it's very yeah. difficult or I also think about the people who have recently lost family or right. they don't have yeah. anyone and then it could mm-hmm. be like this is a time of I'm so lucky that I am I do have anyone to get together with and yeah. always, my heart's out to those people too but hopefully Definitely. they can make their own kind of special tradition you yeah know? I'd say Christmas hasn't always been bright and shiny for me sometimes you know so there's been a few years particularly the last couple that were more difficult than others and due to past uh, childhood traumas that have happened during Christmas or around Christmas time yes. for me that as an adult I was like oh that's why Christmas feels hard sometimes yeah but this Christmas is, I'll say has felt like one of the lightest and like best one so far right I'm like, really ready last year too I was a mess between yeah. COVID yeah. breakups and all that so if there's things that can mar the area right. so like when it does happen I am in the mood to it yeah. I'm embracing it last night I made some air fryer chicken parm put Ooh. on the blasted some Christmas tunes put oh, up the lights so I was yeah. just dancing around here by myself and That's really great. getting into the mood That's I really awesome. love Christmas music and lights oh me too dude so what we're actually going to do for you this year Philosophize listeners is we're going to give you our top five Christmas movies and songs so look forward to that, that 
that should be a lot of fun. I guess Christmas overall, as I've said a few times already, it reminds me of being a kid, really. When I think yeah. about Christmas, I go to when I was a kid. I don't know, like maybe like the sweet years, like five, six to 10 or 11, somewhere like around the, those years, those five years. Christmas Eve was just so special. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to sleep. I was so excited, <laughs> like I said, to get gifts, eat a good meal, see my cousins, play games, my grandma. It was just so much for my tiny little brain. I can remember <laughs> trying so hard to fall asleep during Christmas. Yes. And I was a big radio listen, listener, and I would just hear it all night. I'd hear the same songs over and over. Oh. Santa baby, <laughs> come and suck the sticky tonight. Those aren't the words. But I remembered that, that song especially like giving me some funny feelings as a kid, if you know what I'm talking about. It still gives me funny feelings. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Kylie Minogue version, I'll tell you. But, um, <laughs> just the magic of believing in Santa Claus. I just want kids now because that must be so much fun yeah. seeing them get so excited and getting them gifts and spending time together. I guess Christmas, like as part of American culture, we talk about on here how there's it lacks a lot of culture in America, but yeah. Christmas is a pretty good one. Like we really yeah. go like pretty crazy. Yeah. Even if you walk down the street, Cherry Creek is all lit oh, up. It's, it's beautiful. all beautiful. The city and the all botanical that. Botanical gardens they do. Yeah, I go there yeah. every year. The, the light show kind of goes down there. The zoo does things yep. over there. Yep. Um, but it's awesome. And speaking of culture, Christmas tra- traditions are different in a lot of countries. Yeah. So I looked up some unique ones around the world. You want to hear some, Max? I would love to. All right, here we go. So Santa Claus has many different names in the world. My favorite might be Fall the Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that a great one? You ever hear that kink song? Fall the Christmas. Oh, Give us your money. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to look that up. I was looking up like punk Christmas songs last night and that didn't come up. I got to look oh, that shit, shit up. That's awesome. But uh, obviously, Father Christmas, like it translates a lot. Santa Claus a lot in a lot of different languages yeah. like Latin countries it's Papa Noel which is obviously Father oh shit Christmas. that's awesome in France Le Père Noël which Le is like Père Noël. They're, all, they're all Father <laughs> Christmas but uh, quick aside too I was thinking about this recently uh-huh so there's a million accents in the world right yeah and it's just so weird but I was thinking it's an English accent so it originates in England, right? So we technically have the accent if anyone mm. does. Am I making any sense here? <laughs> I guess. I it, don't it's know. It's so weird, right? So you know what I'm saying? All right. So like a French accent is a French person talking in English, but from France. So, mm. so all right. How about this? So an alien comes to Earth and says, I want to hear our original English language. Yeah. Would it be someone in talking in what we call an English accent? I, that's a good question. <laughs> that's what I made think, me freak out the other day thinking about it. I so wait, the aliens the asking like, they want to hear somebody speaking English. Authentic English language. Authentic English. The original think, English language. I think then, depending on who they grabbed, they could have an English accent or it could be somebody from America. But I think right. they'd be more apt to grab somebody from England. Because uh, it's Because that's a more, like, that's where ye old English comes from, right. if I'm not mistaken. That's where yeah. it originates. Yeah. I don't know, but there's a million accents within England, like Cockney, Posh, all that. I don't know. I've heard you do a limited fake Roy Kent. You got anything for us right now? Roy Kent, (laughs) it's so easy when you're watching it. Yeah, when I can watch or you're around someone Mm -hmm. for it to just come out. It's really, really funny. I think we maybe they'll come out later. We were were hanging out a couple weeks weeks ago, and I was like, "No, he's from America. He's a Jewish guy from America." Yeah, he's he's not. not. And then Jamie sent me. I was like, "Oh my god!" I was watching the whole first season, being like, "This guy's English accent is garbage." (laughs) (laughs) Just shows how much shows how much I fucking know. But this thought of the English accent led me to another line of thinking I've always thought about. Mm. Same format: an alien comes from a distant galaxy, and maybe before visiting Earth, they look at what a human being looks like right mm-hmm. and in their school textbook they're taught what a human looks like yeah and this was always weird to me but in the textbook that person would be asian right oh. because i'm sure they would learn all about the, all of the races and ethnicities and they're studying a bunch of different planets and just a single human is shown for earth and that human would be asian because there are far more that's the predominant race in the world that's oh, kind of interesting, I guess right? That would make sense. Anyone yeah. would say, like you, your point before, anyone would say, well, no, I'm like a black person would say, I, I'm the American. Uh, no, and the white person would say, no, I'm a human being. And the, everybody, whatever you are, you think you're the human being. Right. But if it was in the alien textbook, very weird, funny to me, yeah, the, thinking about this. Who are these other dudes? Far more. I think it's like 8 billion to 500 million. Like, wow. Holy I, shit. I, that's not even true. That can't be true. I think it's 4 billion to 500 million. Wow, Asians and then white. I have to look that up. I'll do. I'll do a fact check fact this check. week. Fact check. 
So pretty interesting. I guess they would assume everyone in the world's hung with a baby carrot, and that's not cool. Sorry, that is a stale, low-brow, stereotypical joke, and it's not cool. Although, did you know, Max, that in ancient Greece and Grecian and Roman times, big dicks were seen as a sign of like unintelligence and were really? thought to be a man of like lust and ego oh. instead of the smaller, wang, competent, trustworthy man of honor. Wow. A lot of weird facts today. Already, I, got a lot, I guess I got some good going for <laughs> yeah, me. We got, we got a lot going for us in ancient Roman times, at least. But uh, I don't know. To me, it kind of up the dudes I know who are super hung are pretty egotistical. And yeah, yeah, I think it holds up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I'm just fucking around. So we got Father Christmas, we've got Santa Claus. In Russia, we have Dead Moros, which Whoa. loosely translate to Grandfather Frost, which I Ooh, that's <laughs> fucking sick. Like I might just stall it. Of start course, calling in it, uh, Russia, we have yeah. Grandfather Frost Grandfather coming to us today. We must drink like lots of vodka. Be, <laughs> someone to be afraid of or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. In Hawaii, it's Kanakalaka. Kanakaloka. Mirakaleka Maka? Kanakaloka. It's not like that one. In uh, Japan, it's Hotiosha, which oh. translates to a god or priest who brings gifts. Oh, shit. Santa's a god? Yeah, right. Or a priest who brings gifts. Uh, German is very German. It's Der Weihnachtsmann. Der Weihnachtsmann, yeah. Which translates to just Christmas man. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of it course. Does, it right? does. All Germans have the best <laughs> translation. Christmas man. All right, let's transition into some weird Christmas celebrations. So let's right. go over a couple. First is Krampus. You might have yeah. heard this is the first one you mentioned to me in our pre-show mm-hmm. meeting. Austrian kids who end up on Santa's naughty list also have to worry about Krampus, mm-hmm. a horned, hairy beast that snatches misbehaving children in his wicker basket, serving as St. Nicholas's creepy enforcer. Doesn't he hit him with a stick, too? I guess, yeah. It's <laughs> very scary. Uh, many towns in Austria and some neighboring countries, especially the Alpine villages around Salzburg and Tyrol, celebrate Krampusnacht on <laughs> December 5th when dozens of men dressed as half-goat demons parade Jesus. through the streets brandishing sticks and terrorizing children. <laughs> no, fuck. How fucking crazy is that? They still do it today? Yeah, still to this day. Wow. Austria is very much known for the Krampus. For the Krampus. All right, very odd. But the next one might even be weirder. Really? The pooper and the pooping log in Catalonia, which is a region in Spain, if you didn't know that out there. For some inexplicable reason, Catalans observe not one, but two poo-based Christmas traditions that will put a smile on your feces. Uh, Sorry, face. Um, (laughs) The first is the Kaganer. Roughly meaning the pooper, a figurine of a pantsless peasant laying a cable that snuck into nativity scenes alongside Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Wow. The second is cagatillo, or the pooping log, <laughs> which is a small stick with a smile on its face that lives on the dinner table in December, is fed every day with nuts and sweets and kept warm with a blanket, then gets beaten with sticks on Christmas Eve to poop out presents. What? People are weird, and I love it. I love oh, these shit. weird cultures, I feel like- man. I've heard David mention something about, because he had a lot of friends that lived in Catalonia. Oh, yeah. And mentioned something about the Christmas shit log. <laughs> yeah, but, something, yeah. It's kind of fuzzy. It's, I guess it's not something I really held on to. <laughs> yeah, you should let that shit go. Yeah. All right. So then you got the Yule Lads in Iceland. Ooh. Icelandic kids don't uh, just get one Santa Claus. They get 13 mischievous trolls roaming the country in the fortnight before Christmas. What? Like Snow White's Seven Dwarfs, each of the 13 Yule Lads has its own personality. There's Doorway Sniffer, Spoon Licker, Sausage <laughs> Swiper, Candle Stealer, Curd Gobbler, and the ominously named Window Peeper. <laughs> each takes turn visiting children who leave shoes in their bedroom window, dropping off presents for the good kids and rotting potatoes for the bad ones. So oh. instead of coal, it's potatoes, which I'd rather have, you know, yeah. potatoes, you know, boil and mash them. That's sick of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> then we have the Welsh culture, which I love reading about Welsh culture because it's always steeped in, in superstition. Yeah. So it's not that surprising that residents of Wales enjoy parading on undead horses around uh, their, cool. their villages to celebrate the happiest time of the year. In a display dating back to Celtic times, the custom involves draping a white sheet over a pole with a horse skull attached and knocking on townsfolk doors. The party carrying the head then sing to the residents, who are supposed to sing back before relinquishing some food or drink. Hmm. Almost like Christmas caroling, which is is an American tradition. Have you ever Christmas caroled, Max? I never have. I don't think so. That said, I'm trying to think if we did in our chorus class, yeah, in, in Go elementary to doors school, doors to doors. But I, I think we just held a, like a, a, a big concert, right? Christmas yeah, concert. Yeah, we had that too. I remember singing "Holly Jolly Christmas." Yeah, for yeah. sure. And Rudolph, absolutely. Yeah. But my proposition is me, you, and Jamie next year in Boulder. 
put together Christmas a little Christmas carol. I mean, we can do a little practicing, I'm a little in. acapella. As long as we do all this is blue Christmas. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a perfect acapella. You got the snaps in the background, yeah. the humming or whatever. I think that's awesome, right? That would be fantastic. All I mean, right, so that we'll, we'll update you listeners out there next year. So next <laughs> is Japan. Uh, they actually have a Kentucky Fried Christmas. What? Really? <laughs> Some say the greatest Christmas marketing triumph is Coca-Cola, which is, did you know this? It popularized the fat, jolly, red-suited image of uh, Santa and Claus. And he was always slugging on a Coca-Cola yeah. bottle. Yeah. yeah I, I, I still, I to this day, recently. I love the imagery. The old oh, I think photo about, of Santa drinking like a glass bottle. So it does. And yeah. it just, it does give me that Christmas warm, fuzzy feeling inside Absolutely. when I see it. Yeah, those polar bears, I think, was a, was a movement oh, yep, at one time. Yep. Um, so Christmas isn't huge in Japan like it is in America, but a ridiculously successful KFC ad camp campaign during the wow. 1970s established the tradition of families diving into buckets of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous? Yeah. It's funny, but it's probably such a, they probably don't eat that very often. Right? So, so it makes true. a lot of sense. I've heard KFC is pretty coveted in Japan. Though. Okay. There you go. Well, yeah. I, I mean, like fried chicken. It's, it's good shit. I mean, I, I can go to KFC if I'm craving a fried chicken today and still yeah. good quality fried chicken, which oh, is the original recipe, man. Delicious. Yeah. Um, Holiday-themed Dirty Bird has become so popular around <laughs> Japan that restaurant reservations and specially packaged delivery orders are placed months in advance. Wow. Yeah, crazy. From uh, KFC? Yeah. Wow. It's, like, different, though. Like, McDonald's is, like, more, I think, in other yeah. countries. Like, what is that? Pulp Fiction scene. It's a Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. In other countries. Like, yeah. it's more than compared to our, you know, it's, like, the bottom of the barrel in our country. I don't know if you've ever heard about the Popeye's fried turkey. No. For Thanksgiving. Oh, they I have did a see that. It was like Cajun fried turkey or something. Like Cajun fried turkey. Yeah, it's 100%. like you have to get it like a month or so because they don't have a ton of them. But I think we should do that. At Popeyes, I think, is a notch above KFC for me. Okay. Yeah, I can get there. I can probably get there. All right. Then we have Le Bafana in Italy. Hmm. Italian Christmases are celebrated with a wine drinking witch. 12 Ooh. days after Santa's visit on the eve of the Epiphany, January 5th, okay. families across Italy leave out a glass of vino and a plate of sausages for La Bufana, who pops down the chimney on her broomstick. According to folklore, the old lady declined an invitation for the, from the three wise men to witness the birth of Christ and was so devastated about missing it that she spends every Christmas gliding around the country searching for baby Jesuses and doling out presents to good kids and coal to naughty ones. <laughs> really? So interesting. <laughs> that about, is. About all the culture and different. All right, last one before we move on. We have spider webs in Ukraine. Oh. The Ukrainians take a different approach to Christmas decorations, swapping lights for spider webs. The legend of the Christmas spider explains that a poor widow and her kids cultivated a Christmas tree from a pine cone, but couldn't afford any decorations. Then on Christmas morning, they woke up to see their tree blanketed in cobwebs, which sunlight then transformed into gold and silver. Wow. Nowadays, trees across Ukraine are decorated with little spider ornaments called pavachki. That's right. <laughs> and fake spider webs, which is said to be the origin of the sparkly tinsel that shimmers at Christmas time all around the world oh, in America. Okay. Pretty fascinating, guys, it out is. there. If you like to learn about weird facts, this is the show for you. Wow. I love folklore and traditions. And I say on here a lot that I love America in a lot of ways and dislike it in a lot of ways. And having more tradition and celebration and folklore would be awesome. Yeah. Life just for white people uh, in America just seems to lack flavor, right? And I've been <laughs> thinking about this a lot recently. Like, I don't know. What can I do about this, Max? I guess just start to incorporate, make my own, make just your own stick with it, man. and just yeah. like pound it into the. No, we're doing this. Yeah, you yeah. like it or not? Because that's. How I it, think that's the. I mean, I think we need a little ingenuity around our traditions, like more than just like, like gathering around a dry turkey and cranberry sauce. Yeah, like, let's spice it up a little bit. I let's, like that. Yeah. Let's gather around a Cajun fried turkey. And how do these start? Somebody just starts them. Yeah, right. That's exactly. How it, goes. it was you made up one. by people who are no smarter than you or I or right. anyone else in the world. We can make our own tradition. It's like, like any... why do we hang socks on the wall for Santa to put gifts? Oh, in shit, I should look that up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Santa Claus is coming to town. They tell you why. Aside oh, from the Burgermeister. Yeah. yeah. Of course. Yeah. Of so course. maybe maybe the Burgermeister is a real guy. Yeah, but I'm all about making new traditions. I think that's important. And sticking with them, whether the kids like them or not, because that was big when i heard tradition as a kid yeah. ah, and that's kind of cool too like overcoming the tradition right. but at the same time you need them you need some folklore you need I mean, some body yeah, it's like bring bring in a new tradition and then when your kids go ah have a fire folklore to back it up with so then they're like oh shit tradition and then maybe you'll breed kids who aren't so focused on science right and yeah then it's that folklore because th there's a lot in the world that can't be explained so you yeah. need these stories and things of t ways of teaching and ways of carrying on just like i don't know from generation to generation that's just like there's so much flavor there is what i'm getting oh at, yeah right oh yeah. i think we just need Some a little richness. bit more of that so 
Without any further ado, let's transition to our top five. Let's start. You want to start with movies? Let's start with movies. All right, let's go movies. Let's go five to one. So I'll do my fifth, and you do your fourth, or you do your fifth, and so on and so forth. Okay, so, so we're going from the bottom up? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. There's so many to choose from. This is very, very difficult. Music was much harder for me to narrow down to my top oh, five. Oh, really? Movie was harder. Okay, yeah. There's, there's so many out there. So let us know what you think out there. Number five for me. Mm-hmm. Kind of an unknown one. It's a year without a Santa Claus. Oh. He's Mr. Heat Miser. Yeah, that's He's a good one, Mr. Something. That's a really it's good a, one. It's a little unknown. You know, I won't want to give away any of the plot. Uh, they have to continue Christmas in the right way. There's Mother Nature, and then there's the what is it? The Snow Miser and the Heat Miser, and they kind of all have to get along to save Christmas. Great cartoon. Great. Max, number five. Number five for me, and this almost didn't make the cut. Uh, but eventually snuck its way in is Elf. Elf, yes. I was worried yeah. because that was my OLI, which is outside looking outside, in. Yeah. It was right there. Yeah. It was so close. Yeah. Elf is so funny. So and good. From start to finish, such yep. a good movie. I think I got over elf in a period I of my life. Like when it yep. came out for the first five years and I watched it last year after being that kind of, oh, yeah. fuck, I've seen it too many times. Yeah. And I was like, this is freaking hilarious. Yeah. This movie is so damn good. It's so good, man. Will Ferrell and his perfect character. He's an mm-hmm. elf who's a human who's raised in, in uh, the North Pole, comes here. Zoe Deschanel is a great oh, yeah. character in it. One of her, her coming out party. Fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. Number four for me is the same kind of animation as The Year Without a Santa Claus. It's Santa Claus is Coming to Ooh, Town. Very and nice. it had to be. Of course, maybe favorite song from there. One foot in front <laughs> of the other. <laughs> It's just a lot of good uh, lessons. You got, uh, uh, you got Topper, <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, which is great. Go uh, call and, you Topper. And old, uh, yeah, you got Mickey Rooney. Is that Mickey Rooney? No, Mickey Rourke. No, yeah, Mickey Rooney plays Mickey Rooney. Sandy, Sandy Claus. And yeah. uh, just a really, really fun kind of, and you said before about the Burgermeister Meister Burger, yep. all these folklores around why yep. the things became the Christmas yeah, traditions. Yeah, I, I feel like that movie does a really good job of explaining why we do the things we do at Christmas. Yeah, it's really cool. Whether and, it's fact or fiction. Right, whether it's their <laughs> idea or not, but it's like, it's a fun look on on it right yeah and I, that the fun of the funny thing about this we watched all these movies as a kid every christmas yep. and it felt like it was lasted the whole night yeah and now i watch it and i'm like so wait, short. wait where's the second part of it it's yeah like, holy crap amazing how time works like that isn't it it is max number four all right number four for me is this is it's the og one it's the cartoon it's the grinch the grinch the classic oh, one the i like the jim carrey one but i yeah no the, the classic they don't compare to me with the narrator in yep. that one is he something special there you for me mean one. yes it's, it is a fantastic story yeah. and um i just I, I saw a meme recently that's like you shouldn't judge uh, the Grinch because he was dealing with a heart condition. Yeah, right. <laughs> no wonder he was his heart was so small. Right. It's not his fault that it's like it's like blaming someone for depression when their <laughs> brain is all messed up. It's not the Grinch's fault. He's a product of his environment. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, always a happy ending. Great, great, great movie. Love that movie. Number three. This might be controversial. As many a Christmas conversation, it becomes deliberated. Yeah. Die Hard. Oh. I thought about putting it on the list. Yes. Yeah, so I think it's, people argue Christmas or not Christmas. I think it goes down in history as a Christmas movie. I Either think it is or it isn't. the past year or two, I've had this kind of revelation, like spiritually, that multiple things can be true at the same yeah. time. A lot yeah. of uh, what it means to be human means like, no, this black and white, right? right. This is this and that's yep. that. Well, no, it's both an action movie and a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I put it in my top five of both, no matter what you care about. <laughs> yeah. So great movie. There's so many, so, so many, so many lines that I, I quote to this day. One of the most badass characters, John McClane in history. Oh yeah. Amazing scenes. Well, probably incredible. the best villain in, in history. Snape, uh, what's his? I always forget his name. Alan Ruckman. Alan Rickman. Yep. Rickman. Rickman. Yeah, the really, really good movie. Max number three. Number three for me is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah, it's Are you serious, Clark? Classic. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's such a good one. And it's been a, a that's actually a tradition I forgot to leave out to like ring in the new holiday season. My family used to do after Thanksgiving dinner, we would watch Christmas Vacation. Oh, and it's so funny. Totally Laughs from beginning to yeah, end. Yeah. So, do you know the story I have with that movie? I don't think so. So for seventh grade, we had mm-hmm. this teacher, history teacher, Miss Fiorello, and okay. she was the devil on a scooter. <laughs> she was so big that she could only move around on a scooter, hawking at people in the hallway, oh, generally mean to everyone. So during the week of Christmas, we were, as kids, I was Joey, my best friend was in my class. We were so happy because she decided to show that movie. 
Oh, shit. And I couldn't believe it. I was so happy. Seventh grade, I was so yeah. excited. I run home after school. Mom, Dad, Miss Fiorillo's class, they showed a, a Christmas vacation. I couldn't believe it. I yeah. finally had fun. Yeah. My dad's look on his face, no good. Oh, Monday, no. Monday, oh. she starts reading this letter. In front of the whole class. The whole letter is about how could you show this to kids in seventh grade? This, this, over and over. It's like condemning her as anonymous. And she's reading it. And I'm knowing my dad wasn't happy. I'm like, my parents wrote this. And no one knew in the whole class. And I still, me and my my dad can't believe that he did that. It's It's so hard to be a parent, so I forget them. But it's so funny looking back on that and just just thinking about Miss Fiorella reading this. Somebody, somebody who's bagged as this. And she like asked after who the parent was? That's intense the decision to even read it for the crack? kids no no i was i'm not Girl. a cracker yet. <laughs> I'm not a cracker. <laughs> in, one, in one sense at least uh, but but isn't it weird even that the, that's the decision that's manipulative of the that's very manipulative she must have been like really offended she and, was like, really hurt out her yeah 100 i don't know it's but it's a it's funny to look back now great movie. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, number two for me absolute classic it's just it's just like it's such a staple that i couldn't consider christmas christmas unless i watch it mm-hmm. rudolph the red-nosed reindeer that's my number two obvious all right perfect yeah so you can go yep. two for one here number two and it's what it does is just it shows you again like it being different is okay yep and yep. sometimes better yeah sometimes better absolutely uh, there's the magic of the storm and the yeah. singing song. the abominable snowman the abominable snowman you're afraid of as a kid that's yeah. the light <laughs> yeah that's oh, the God, light. there's so much there's, there's great music uh, silver and gold you silver got the little and gold. squirrels there's the yukon cornelius yukon's an incredible <laughs> yeah. character yeah. Right, yeah it's not just tradition it's just like incredible it's just like movie. yeah it's a great Oscar lessons, performance great movie just awesome all the way so we can go right to number one and you know mine. Everyone who listens to any of my podcasts knows mine. Kermit's one of my favorite guys. Yep. A Muppet Christmas Carol holds yeah. up to this day. Ebenezer Scrooge, played by Michael Caine. Michael uh, Caine. Incredible acting performances. Heart, humor, music is out of this world. So so much to say that I listen to that soundtrack all year round. It's oh, the shit. only Christmas. It's on my, <laughs> I have a rotating top thousand list of yep. songs. Yep. And it'll never leave the five that it. are in that, I love in it. that movie. Um, so if yours is different, Max, number one. My number one is Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Oh, yeah. Uh, I already went over it. We already hit it. Oh, of course. How could what, you not? Four? Yeah, number four, yeah, which it's, is, it's you can put any one. of these in any order. Yeah. For real. It's, yeah. All, it's all amazing. It is. It was, and for me, it's it's got a special place in my heart. It was my mom and I's favorite. Um, and yeah, just again, like how, even as a kid, I can vividly remember being like, oh, that's why we hang stocking up. Yeah. Or like, Oh, this is why that, so that's why reindeers fly. Magic fucking acorns. Yes, like, oh. it's so clever. Did you ever feed reindeers as a kid? Yeah, I did. That yep. was a big deal yeah. when we were getting it from school. I, used to, I fed them at like a petting zoo or whatever it was. And then also we used to leave carrots out for Rudolph. Yeah, or just reindeers. I would always say Rudolph, but they would give it to all the reindeers. Is there reindeers in Maine? <clears throat> No. Is that a crazy question? Is it just uh, Canada? Because I know they're in Canada. I yeah, they're not, uh, reindeers. I, just they've been. They reindeers. were on that uh, that petting zoo I was at, but but I don't or, think they're native to me. Okay, cool. So great uh, list of top five movies. Let's transition to songs, shall we? This is where it gets hot. Just as good. So this was hard for me. There are so many good ones. There's like three total that I hate. I don't. I won't say them yet in case they're in your list. And I'll say them after. <laughs> All right. I'll play some clips after them on post after we say them too. So Max, we going like, we going five to yeah, one. Yeah, let's start with five. All right. My fifth one, I have very specific with the artist here because awesome. there's so many variations yes, of it. But my fifth one, The Little Drummer Boy by Harry Simeon's Chorale. Okay. It's a very specific, like if you haven't heard it, it's just... Say the name, say the artist one more time. Harry Simeon's Chorale. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I like the little drummer boy too. There's yeah. something about that one. Again, yeah. It's like, I, as a kid, I didn't like it as like an older. I was like, the stoicism behind it. Yep. It's awesome, which goes right, perfect transition to my number five, which I love the stoicism in Bing Crosby's voice. Oof. Do you hear what I oh, hear? Yeah. The night winds to the little land. Do you see what I see? Do you see what I see? Way up in the sky, little land. 
Yeah. Again, if ten-year-old oh, yeah. Kyle heard that thirty-year-old Kyle said that was one of his top five Christmas songs, he'd be like, "You idiot, yeah. boring moron." <laughs> it's just something about the. It's Satellite oh. He's like, it's just so like epic. It just it feels is. epic to me. I get, it's I'm like, getting goosebumps thinking it's about. Great, it. yeah. Listen on your ride home for sure. Isn't that? It? It's a oh, great yeah. one. So, oh yeah. Number four, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, baby. Oh yeah. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. How could you? Gotta have this some good. So Nat hard for me to left to leave off. There's nothing yeah. like that. The first note, right? What? Yeah. Yes. I can't do it. I already have goosebumps. Yeah. But I mean, uh, to me, it's not Christmas. It's not a Christmas without Nat King Cole. No, that it can't man be. Just invented it. Nat King Cole was a merry old soul, and a merry old soul was he. <laughs> he was. All right. For me, number four, we talked about it in the cartoon before. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You know the name of the guy? It's a crazy name. Oh. Of the singer or yeah, the, the, the no, original? I, don't. I thought it was like James Earl Jones because it sounds, <laughs> yeah, it sounds so like much. Thurl Ravenscloft. What? That's a fucking <laughs> sick name. That's his name. Yeah, great name. Uh, it's been done a million times. I also agree with Max where the cartoon version is the best version, yep. and I love all the uh, uh, incredible descriptive adjectives about the about what what just words i've never heard before yeah. i guess it's like old timey kind of things and yep. just creative ways of telling him that he sucks kind of way <laughs> which again we said don't judge the grand don't, right yeah okay so number three max number three this song fucking slaps and it's last christmas by william I can't. George Michael, like, just take my money, dude. Yeah, I, like I just, I love well, that I song. It, I'm constantly doing that. Well, I guess it would be nice <laughs> if I could touch your body. Oh yeah, right. I know not He's got so many bangers. He's got a body like you. <laughs> yeah, guys. And to be awesome. able to maintain that kind of vigor throughout Christmas season, like Justin Bieber tried to do Christmas music and didn't do it well. Nope. But George Michael just fucking made yeah. it his own, man. Yeah, that's. A Have good you one. seen the music video for Last Christmas? Probably not. Gotta see it. Oh, I will. It's like an '80s down. drama movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Right. It's 80s. There's yeah. a lot of goofy ass '80s awesome <clears throat> music videos. So my third also slaps. It is. Uh, no, no stranger. I, I genuinely tend to like faster songs in my music. Mm-hmm. That's just how I am. Run, Run, Rudolph by oh. Chuck Berry. Oh. All the reindeers, you know you're the mastermind. Run, Run, Rudolph. Randolph ain't too far behind. Run, Run, Rudolph. It's so Randolph good. Randolph ain't too far behind. Yeah, he's just, <laughs> Randolph is far behind. And All he's, I want for Christmas is a rock and roll electric guitar. <laughs> it's just amazing. It's a great fucking song. All right, number two. All right, this is the man, the myth, the legend himself. Very specific artist. Walking in a winter wonderland, but Louis Armstrong. Yeah. Okay. Gotta get that deep, raspy voice. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We are happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Walking in the winter wonderland. You're right. There's nobody that uh, talks about wonder like Louis Armstrong. That's true. Nobody man. sings about yeah. the wonders of life like he just, Louis Armstrong. He evokes a p- very special feelings in yeah, me. Yeah, all year round. I agree. My number two is a little newer for one. I don't know if you've heard oh. it, if you know him by name. Wizards of Winter by Trans Siberian Orchestra. Uh. Yep. 
it yep. just gets me so yep. amped. There was this one commercial like when I was like 12 where it was like the yep. lights were synced up to it. Yep. And it's like I, I've liked like four commercials in my life and that was one of them. I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't wait for that one to come on. I'm constantly driving to that and just like yeah. just going crazy <laughs> in my car. Amazing. That's All right. So good. Without any further ado, number one, Max. Number one. Favorite Christmas song of 2021 because we know they change. They do. Oh yeah. This is of 2021 for sure and it's been on my rotation pretty constantly and it's I Believe in Father Christmas by Keith Emerson from Emerson, Palmer, and Lake. Oh, shit. It's the first one I don't know. I'm going to have to play it right here. It's a banger. Can you give us a tiny bit on the spot again? Um, They said there'd be snow at Christmas. They said there'd be peace on earth. It's kind of that kind of vibe. It's more of like a... A slower. It's very. I hate to use this word, but it's kind of like a hipster. Kind hipster. Of okay. Kind of alternative Christmas. All right. Like one edgy. more time for people out there. What was it called? I believe in Father Christmas right, by I'm Keith definitely. Emerson. I'm definitely gonna look that baby up. It's a good one. Yeah. This is um my number one is actually this is very odd because this is my favorite song of his. Ooh. And he's an incredibly accomplished New Jersey artist. Oh. Bruce Springsteen, Santa Claus is yep. coming to town. Yep. I know the that's live not the original, the live yep. performance. Yep. Something about that second. Yep. Like yep. it just I don't know. I can't possibly he's so such a great performer. Such a great performer. And you can hear it in that song too, because yep. he's asking, he's performing, he's interacting yes. with the crowd. Is it Clarence he talked to Clarence? Yep. He's been acting real good, so Santa bring in his saxophone. He's yeah. just he's the he's the element of cool that I will never reach. And uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. He says it a million times, and the drums, the guitar, it's just, uh, just so amazing. So, there you have it Max and Kyle's comprehensive top five lists of Christmas songs and movies. I don't think we overlapped on any, so if you guys want, you could blend that into a 10 song playlist yeah. and just melt your faces off with some good Christmas tunes. It was so hard to leave <clears throat> some off. Notable. Oh, it is. Notable Eyes, White Christmas, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree, that one about date rape, uh, <laughs> yeah. simply having a wonderful Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Paul McCartney. Do they know? Oh man, like you said, little drummer boy. Uh, come, he, he told, told me, come right on my bum. <laughs> oh wait, that's not, that's that's not. It's close. It's close. So next, I, will, I think we did top twenty-five originally on our live, I think so, one live yeah. show. Yep. Not more. It might even been more. <laughs> but um, top fifty. But uh, anything else, we'll we'll plan to carol next year. Maybe we'll film it, and put it out to on the website. And yeah, we got can watch that one. Because if we did even like a tiny little thing, we would only have to practice once or twice. I think we could think we could crush it. I think we could. And that's what life's about, right? Isn't that Absolutely. what like getting in there? Getting I always say it. this is my things I'm trying to transition to. Where I'm like, oh, I should do this, this, and this, and it's awesome. Always awesome ideas. Yeah. But then I start. Well, I have to do this, and then this, and then this, and it becomes uh, so difficult. So yeah. then I don't do it. And I need to in my life. I want to start doing the things that I say that I'm going to do, even yeah. if it, even if it seems really hard. Instead I, of I've, what I've been transitioning in for myself is instead of saying should, saying could, mm-hmm. and instead of asking why, asking what if. Yeah. Like, what if I did that? What if I fucking crushed this 28-mile run? Hell yeah. Not that I'm going to run 28 miles. I fucking <laughs> yeah, hate no, running. I'm not a runner um, But what if I did? What would that be like? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. You said, you. I, when I listened back to our episode last week, you said, I stepped over your good line about the shoulda. What was it? Oh, so it's uh, about the animals? The yeah. Wild, yeah. So uh, it's uh, no wild animal has ever participated in a should, which is like, but this, yeah. You had a second line to that that I stepped over last. It was something like, it was something like, Oh god, now I'm can't explain the joke because then it ruins it. But it's something about shoulda. We get we ran out of shouldas. We give shouldas or like something we about a, we don't give a shoulda. I don't know. Something about oh, don't, oh uh, don't shoot on yourself. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, don't, don't shoot, shoot on, on yourself. yourself. I love that. Yeah. That's really good. That's kind of what you're going with right now with yeah. the philosophy you're talking don't about. Don't shoot on yourself. Yep. I like that a lot. It's yep. a good lesson for the listeners as well as um, us out there. So, all right, that does it for our first half of our Christmas spectacular. Please don't go away during our commercial break, as you know we have to pay the bills around here somehow. <laughs> <laughs> when we get back, a very Christmas version of our Philosopher of the Week.
balls. Is back. Tuck your tip button up, zip your fly, shut your mouth, lift your ears and open up your eyes. It's time to analyze one of the brilliant guys and hypothesize all society's lies. You gon' learn about your boy Aristotle if he were alive today. He would trump Donald, get in line, spuck a J, pop a bottle, we go in Charlie's Angels, full throttle. These men are the pillars of philosophy, Thomas Hobbes, Epicurus, and Socrates, founding fathers of modern democracy, but they laugh today at the hypocrisy. Frederick Nietzsche says, God is dead, got some heavy lead, bust through his head, we'll give you a reason to get out of bed. We'll tell you what the fuck Confucius said All this knowledge straight for the taking Ella Watts, Karl Marx, man, God forsaken Rene Descartes, Benjamin Franklin We out here cooking with Francis Bacon Inherit the world, man, bless the meek Bless them titties and them butt cheeks Just a quail on his peak, squeaking out of his beak Blessing you with the philosopher of the week <laughs> we back Shout out Mezion Never left you thought Philosopher of the week is Jesus Christo! H. Christ, often referred to as Jesus of Nazareth, is the central figure of Christianity, the world's largest religion. He was a first century Jewish preacher and religious leader. Most Christians believe he is the incarnation of God the Son and awaited Messiah as prophesied in the Hebrew Bible. Virtually all modern scholars of antiquity agree that Jesus existed historically. The quest for the historical Jesus has yielded some uncertainty to the historical reliability of the Gospels and on how closely the Jesus portrayed in the New Testament reflects the historical Jesus, as the only records of Jesus' life are contained in the Gospels. Mm. Jesus was a Jew who was baptized by John the Baptist and began his own ministry. His teachings were initially conserved by oral transmission, and he himself was often referred to as rabbi. Jesus debated with fellow Jews on how to best follow God, engaged in healings, he taught in parables, and gathered followers. He was arrested and tried by the Jewish authorities, turned over to the Roman government, and crucified on the order of Pontius Pilate. What is Pontius Pilate? Pontius Pilate is the, was the man who, okay. who ordered his, uh, his crucifixion. Okay. Uh, the Roman like um, upper... I probably <laughs> order a bunch of crucifixions if that was my name. Yes, too. Oh, word, word, word. Yeah, yeah. projecting. Yeah. After his death, his followers believed he rose from the dead physically, and the community they formed eventually became the early church. Christian doctrines include the beliefs that Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, was born of a virgin named Mary, performed miracles, founded the Christian church, died by crucifixion as a sacrifice to achieve atonement for sin. Then he rose from the dead and ascended into heaven, from where he will return. Mm -hmm. Commonly, Christians believe Jesus enables people to be reconciled to God. The great majority of Christians worship Jesus as the incarnation of God the Son, mm -hmm. the second of three persons in the Trinity. The birth of Jesus is celebrated annually on December 25th as Christmas, as we know. His crucifixion is honored on Good Friday and his resurrection on Easter Sunday. The world's most widely used calendar era in which the current year is 2021 AD is based on the approximate birthday of Jesus. Hmm. Jesus is also revered in other religions. In Islam, uh, Jesus is considered the penultimate prophet of God and the Messiah. Muslims believe that Jesus was born of a virgin, but was neither God nor a son of God. Hmm. The Quran states that Jesus never claimed to be divine. Most Muslims do not believe that he was killed or crucified, but that God raised him into heaven while he was still alive. Oh. In contrast, Judaism rejects the belief that Jesus was the awaited Messiah, arguing that he did not fulfill messianic, messianic? messianic prophecies and was neither divine nor resurrected. Fascinating. Okay, so he wow. might be the single most famous person in world history. Yes, right? He probably seriously. is. It's either him or Billie Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So he's up there with Plato, as you can say. Yeah. He's the most accomplished philosopher. He's the of father all time, of it all. Way, right? Yeah, yeah, it's the right. very philosophy. His whole thing is philosophy. Yeah. Okay. So we all know a decent uh, amount about him, especially mm -hmm. you practicing Christians out there. So I wanted to discuss a couple lesser known facts about mm, Mr. Christ, Lord that. and Savior at law. But before, <laughs> before that next, if Jesus were alive today and he wasn't a rabbi or a carpenter, what would he be like 21st century job? What do you oh, think he 21st would be? 21st century job. While you're thinking, I think he would drive for Uber. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spreading his gospel to drunk city kids. <laughs> Interesting. What do you think? Anything pop up for you? I think he'd be like a Gary Vaynerchuk kind of guy, just like motivational speaker, yes. entrepreneur, life coach. One of one of the more. It's hard to say. There's so many areas I could plug Jesus into. Right, 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 right. right. He could have worked anywhere. He could have worked anywhere. Middle, maybe not middle yeah. management. But, but I could also see him being like, a, uh, what's his face? Like Sean in Goodwill Hunting, like the therapist that is doing all this under the work, under the radar good. Right. That's not really being preached about, but well, but that's what he would want. When I first was going to come to you about this question, I thought about it for myself. I was like, well say he was born today, people would be like, wouldn't believe it, anything. Yeah. You know, he would just have far less impact, maybe. So, maybe, so yeah. that may, that, it's just with well, this one line of thinking that I'm having where he would go into and be like, everyone, no one would believe him. And he would go <laughs> into like, have a blog or something that nobody reads or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Right. Just, yeah, know, yeah. Right? I find that fascinating. So interesting, lesser known fact about Jesus himself. Number one. So Jesus was actually a very common first century name. Did you know that? I did not. Me neither. If God uh, was going to become a human, you'd think that he'd choose a powerful and rare name. That's <laughs> not the case. No. The name Jesus was the John Smith of the first century. Oh, uh, when Christ walked the earth, he didn't chase after prominence. And that's even demonstrated in the name that he chose. Wow. Number two. His last name was not Christ. <laughs> we hear Jesus Christ so often that it's easy to think that Christ is Jesus' surname, but it's not. In first century Palestine, people didn't have last names. Oh. People identified others by referencing their parents. Okay. But it's actually Christ comes from the Greek word Christos, which means anointed one. Ah. There you go. Ah. Learning a lot here. All right, number three. Jesus probably was not born on December 25th. <laughs> the entire world celebrates Christ's birthday on December 25th. But it's probably not his actual birthday. Early Christians began observing Christ's birth on this date. Over time, it became the accepted date for celebration, offering an alternative to many pagan festivals happening at the time. Mm. Many scholars question the accuracy of this date and doubt that the shepherds would be out with the sheep at night during the coldest time of the year. Mm. Looking at the conception and birth of John the Baptist, many believe Jesus was probably born in the fall. Okay, now when I was in high school, I was told summer. And then when me and Jamie looked it up to read his chart on our astrology podcast, <laughs> we found spring. So I've literally heard all wow. four seasons okay, at this point. So yeah. we have no idea when he was born. That makes sense, though. It was so long ago. So Why long would we ago. really have a correct record of that? Yeah, no, it doesn't make they, uh, there's, It's hard to trust any that, anything uh, 10 years, past 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. So number four, Bethlehem translates to house of bread. Hmm. Which coincidentally is the name of my new startup financial advisement company. <laughs> the, the name of the town where Jesus was born is Bethlehem. There's one in Pennsylvania we used to go to all the time too. It's pretty close to New Jersey. In Hebrew, this is the two words. Beth means house and lehem means bread. Lehem. All right. Number five. Jesus talked theology with the Pharisees as a child. So philosopher from birth. Luke, one of the gospel guys, <laughs> that's, that's, his, uh, that's his name, uh, he gives us our only view of Jesus in his adolescence. Joseph and Mary get separated from Jesus in the return caravan back from celebrating Passover in Jerusalem. Mm. When they figure out Jesus is missing, they rush back to the ancient city in a panic. They didn't find him for three days. This oh, is wow. Luke 2.46. And when they do find him, he's not scared or distraught like the typical child would be. What they discover is, is astounding. Quote, after three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking questions. Mm. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. Mm. So it sounds a lot like our other philosophers. If you remember from our yeah. previous episode, of Plato, uh, as a uh, teenager, would go yeah. just to talk in the Athens, would just go to talk to other smart minds. Right. It seems like it's just a heavy dose of being able to listen and, and uh, yeah. even argue at that age. He was going to be a uh, philosopher his whole life. That's awesome. Like, That's really, so cool. Really cool to hear, right? Okay, next. When Jesus was resurrected, it said that Mary Magdalene confused him for the gardener. I never read, knew this until I heard, you know, read the Bible. I've never heard this. This is from the Bible. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. He asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you were looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will get him. And then she said, please tend to my hydrangeas. The garden pests are overwhelming. <laughs> I added that last part. That is not true. But I found that very, I guess, if we saw somebody resurrected yeah. from what we know now with science, we'd probably doubt the originality, or yeah. the, at least initially. Right. Who it is. That's too funny. Crazy to hear. Next, a couple more. Jesus was an introvert. He had a, uh, a very public ministry. The Gospels mm. talk about Jesus going through villages, healing all their diseases and sicknesses. Yeah. He also taught publicly, frequently argued with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and never turned down an invitation to someone's home. Mm. But 
he he actually built he didn't build Bill, I read this today too for the first time. He didn't build his ministry and start preaching really when he had this he always preached, but when he got this ministry he was thirty years old and only had it oh, for shit. four years. Wow. Um and he built the public ministry on the very deliberate practice of spending time in solitude. Mm. So all you workaholics out there, even J C took the time to recharge yeah, to pro- right. properly be able to give his energy <laughs> to the people who deserve it. Uh, okay. So lastly, in the one of the all-time horrible guy moves, Jesus was betrayed for 30 pieces of silver oh, by Judas, which was about a day's wages for a shepherd. So uh, probably the worst move, the yeah. worst transaction in history. Could have gotten more. <laughs> of course, uh, the Bible will tell you that Judas was kind of taken over by the devil or whatever, but I don't know, probably not an even deal. Uh, it shows what men will do for money. They yeah. sell their soul over time and time again. So mm-hmm. yes, Jesus was real and an amazing man from what we know. Of course, he was crucified, which was not uncommon in Rome at the time at all. Mm-hmm. But as Christian lore goes, he was physically raised from the dead and is on his way any day now for the rapture I guess, yeah. I guess we'll see if he comes back then i'll then i'll believe it something i've always mulled over about our man jesus Cristo was do you think he's just really just like our first evidence of an enlightened person yeah if you could call him enlightened or whatever I know what you but mean, like, yeah it just seems if you take away the religious lore in that context from it and look at it at face value without all of the scaffolding of religion and all mm-hmm. of that it seems to me like a philosopher king, yeah. if you will, and a man who just had an innate understanding for life from the get-go. I love that theory, um, yeah, and, especially compared to – because a lot of times that comes from somewhere – we always talk about like uh, in transitions in life, there's these people who kind of change society. Yeah, and, right. And you're right. Maybe he was like one of the first documented ones right. of those where he saw things differently. He saw, like, in, yeah, he saw a different way that he knew was capable in his heart and he showed it through his actions and other people were like, holy shit, he's doing it. Yeah. Well, let me give that a try. Right. And, and this I think, is how of you, course, it like blossomed all these incredible stories. I it's love like, that. holy shit, how's this man? Yeah. Doing so that? people would just label him as part of the woke tribe today. Maybe <laughs> yeah. something like that. He was the first member was of the, the woke, woke ministry. Yeah. Woke ministry of, of Christa. Uh, that's good. I like that a lot. So anyway, if you want to learn more about Jesus, I suggest the Bible. Obviously, uh, Christianity has been condemned and under fire recently, I guess. I don't ever condemn anyone for their non-harmful beliefs. You believe whatever you want. Just don't force on others is my usual take. Yep. And uh, use the Bible as some sort of tool for repression is the real problem or whatever. And I get the real Jesus would condemn you harder than anyone for doing that. Uh, my mom was very religious. And her big thing was she said, if you lived your life by the Ten Commandments, that you'd be a happy person. And I've always agreed with that completely to this day. I like that. Okay, before we finish up on Jesus and get out of here for a couple weeks... Let's do what we always do in uh, with our POT dubs and finish with some notable quotes. Of course, some Jesus quotes. Yeah, you got some straight from the horse's mouth. Like, <laughs> there's that millions and millions and millions. I tried to take the ones that were like based on just life itself. I like that. Very difficult. I like that. Um, tough to narrow down, uh, considering the entire Old Testament is filled with great ones. But I'll cherry pick a few. Number one: Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, mm. for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. I love this one. This makes me think of those who protest, stand up for what they believe in, even if they lose their jobs. That happens a lot nowadays. Like Mm -hmm. you'll you'll believe in this and you lose your, like you're, you're sacrificing everything for righteousness. Jesus would have totally been a part of BLM, climate change protests, most definitely Occupy Wall Street as we'll get into in a little bit and all that. But I think that's a really, really good quote. And again, he's saying the kingdom of heaven, but he's basically just saying, you know, it's like the blessed are the meek kind of thing. You'll inherit the earth is kind of what Mm. he's saying. These people will eventually rule in heaven or the next life or whatever that's in the that's a lyric in a uh, simon and garfunkel song blessed blessed are the meek for they shall inherit yeah it's one of it's a great one we talk about it with my friends at decent mac so the meek is in in olden times it meant like uh gentle yeah now it's more like lowly and gentle still but it's kind of a weirdly negative Mm -hmm. connotation but back then it meant just gentle and i totally believe that yeah the people who are just force them on you Mm -hmm. force themselves on you and try to barrel over you to get ahead right. in their life that's right. not the ones the ones no. who are going to inherit the earth are the gentle do the right thing kind right. of kind which i've always liked that too. yeah uh, i agree agree with uh, mr simon and garfunkel depending on the context <laughs> after listening to i do song. too <laughs> all right if you listen to this show uh one of if not the most hated things in the world by yours truly is the distribution of wealth <laughs> if you are a billionaire you are an asshole. There is no room for argument in a man who loves to argue. There's no argument there. Uh, quick bonus. This is a bonus. This is in the actual quote. This is a, a bonus quote off the light. Yeah. For for what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul? That's a Jesus quote. You listening, Bezos? <laughs> 
Here we go. Number two. If you want to be perfect, go sell your possessions and give to the poor mm. and you will have treasure in heaven. So this is exactly mm. what I'm talking about. Jesus, in all of his teaching was definitely condemned rich people overall because the stacking and the stacking while people are out there suffering, it's so obvious yeah. to know that it shouldn't be. And it's like, well, I earned it. Yeah. Well, yeah, you did. I understand that too. But like, that could be true, and you can also give some of it away. Like we can, we can both yeah. look up to you for having that. You can be looked up even more. Number three, along the same lines. Obviously, Jesus is very consistent in his teachings, but <laughs> for those who exalt themselves, will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. No, self-explanatory. No matter who you are, what you do, everyone is equal. Jesus always said this, and it's yep. like the people who, again, who exalt themselves they're going to be humbled by life and the yeah. people who are humble will eventually be exalted that's why you have faith about that is hard leading with humility i always say on here yep. which is important yeah. to do in life if one of the biggest cha- if i had to narrow my life down to multiple changes to be happier two or three like that's one of the biggest ones just leading with humility yep. like 100%. be the fool like we talk about just all that kind of just lead with the knowledge that you don't know everything and right. like your life just becomes easier and yeah. better at least in it my does. personal experience you know it really does Okay. Takes away that pressure of needing to have it all figured out. Yeah, just be a beginner at something. Releases the pressure yep. is the best way to. And just we're all doing this. Nobody has a fucking clue. No. Let's do our best. Let's just be nice yep. to each other. All right. A little different kind of one. Number four. Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Mm. Today's trouble is enough for today. Ah, mm. oh, mm. love that. Again, we talked love about that. last week. The old Jesus reminder to live in the present, because tomorrow you're going to have different problems. Yesterday you had other problems. Live for today and you worry about today what you can worry about today yeah. very difficult in practice but in theory it, it's a very good thing to have on absolutely. your side absolutely number five and again i say to you it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than mm. for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god oh, <laughs> shit. i think it might be the last round of rich people he really yeah really was against if wow. you look at it it's funny because many many practicing christians uh-huh. are fucking like capitalist conservatives who only care about the dollar. So I always find that very ironic when going over Jesus. All right. Number six is probably the most famous Jesus quote of all time. Also known as the golden rule. Mm. Do to others, whatever you would like them to do to you Mm. or commonly said as treat others, how you want to be treated. And I've personally changed this up for our uh, Joshi a little bit. Um, I say, treat others how they want to be treated. That's great. I'm a sick fuck. No, that uh, there's no question about that. How I want to be treated might be very different. <laughs> for, you know what I'm saying? So if I yeah. want, you know, if I'm just gonna go suck a bunch of dicks, if I just want to be treated how <laughs> I want to be treated, so so you have to you get co- converse with someone, ask them how do they want to be treated, and yeah. treat them accordingly because everyone's gonna have a little bit different. But the overall message is good because yeah. obviously he's saying you wouldn't do something evil to to yourself, so don't do it to somebody else, right. that kind of thing. So yeah. obviously that's the golden rule. If you take it for face value. You. It's a really, really good, good job out of, out of Mr. Christo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Okay. Christo. Okay, number seven. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. Hmm. This one is so important to me. Forgiveness is a really fucking important thing. Yep. Difficult at yep. times. There's not a single person, in my opinion, who doesn't deserve forgiveness. Right. As a lot of people are projecting or acting out on their own trauma, and I do believe forgiveness for all in your heart will lead you to a much lighter yeah. existence, right? Yeah. It's that great quote, like, Holding a grudge against someone is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Yeah. You have all that negative energy in you, but you're only infecting you by not forgiving. So mm-hmm. forgive for yeah. them, but also forgive for yourself. Right. Life is very, very yeah. short and people know not what they do. Mm-hmm. That's I, heard, I can't remember who I was listening to, but somebody, and I really enjoyed hearing it put this way. It's basically what you're getting at now is forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. Yeah. It's so that you can let go and move forward. It doesn't make any sense. Whatever pain, whatever trauma is done. Yeah, exactly. It's you holding on to a flame and burning yourself. Yep. That's exactly the same thing. And it's, uh, it's great. Again, Jesus. Last one. Do not judge others and you will not be judged for you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. Oh, wow. All right. Shit. So this dude was woke. Kind of aligns with the previous, but there's nothing worse, especially at this age, to hear someone go on and on judging someone else, whether it's their appearance or personality. It's just such an indicator to me of an undeveloped mind and yep. a, maybe a hurt soul. Yeah. Don't judge. Like I said before, our decisions and actions are a cocktail of a million things. And you just oh don't God, judge yeah. and forgive, especially this time of year. But always, always, always. 
movies. Yeah. All right. Holiday Christmas Philosophy Spectacular has come to a close. Merry Christmas to Merry Max Christmas. and to all. And have a fun celebration into the new year. And we will be back in a few weeks. Any last words you want to leave the listeners with, Max? Happy unbirthday, Jesus. Keep thinking. Keep <laughs> laughing. Keep loving. Keep dreaming. This has been Philosophize. Santa Claus is coming to town. Santa Claus coming to town. All right. Thank you, Max and Kyle. And thank you, listener, for consuming our entire product. I uh, hope you like it just as much as I like creating it. Okay. Quick Christmas fact check before we get out of here. Only a couple things to check. All right. So number one, my alien scenario where one is studying a human being and that person would be Asian. Um, I'm checking how many of the you know, Asian race versus white race there is in the world. And uh, it's, it's not black and white for lack of a better phrase. Um, the concept of dividing humankind into three races called Caucasoid, Mongoloid, and Negroid was introduced in the 1780s by members of the Göttingen School of History and further developed uh, by Western scholars in the context of racist ideologies during the age of colonialism. With the rise of modern genetics, the concept of distinct human races in a biological sense has become obsolete, though. In 2019, the American Association of Physical Anthropologists stated, The belief in races as natural aspects of human biology and the structure of inequality that emerge from such beliefs are among the most damaging elements in the human experience, both today and in the past. So we don't really want to be doing this. You don't want to, obviously, as, as we evolve and we become more and more genetically complex, um, it will be more and more different. So you don't want to base anyone based on their race completely. But in my weird (laughs) hypothetical scenario, the textbook human would look like a mixed, like kind of dominantly Asian white and black person. Um, But I guess we'll wait for an official alien to come. And that will probably be my first question. Actually, that's a, that's a funny concept. Maybe like we know the aliens are coming and there's an official press conference and then a lottery amongst the world population. And then if you win, you get to ask like whatever question uh, that you want to them and it's aired on TV. What would I ask? Hmm. Probably like, probably something like, what's the point of existence? If they had the technology to get here, maybe they know something like that. What's the point of existence in your eyes? Or maybe like, what do you, what's your feeling on orgies? You know, that might be it. Or maybe even like, would you like to have an orgy? You know, I don't, I just really hope, I hope I'm alive when, when we make first contact, but every year that goes by, it's seemingly more and more unlikely. Oh, well, anyway, the uh, other fact was about reindeers. And uh, if they are in Maine, Max's home state, the reindeer, also known as the caribou, which I didn't know in North America is a species of deer native to Arctic, subarctic, tundra, boreal, and mountainous regions of Northern Europe, Siberia, and North America. Well, how about this? In 2019, America's wild reindeer went extinct in the continuous United States, unfortunately, the lower 48. So I think they're still chilling in Alaska, but uh, I highly doubt, unless they're on some kind of vacation, that they're in Hawaii. Um, So anyway, after years of dwindling, the last remaining herd of caribou known to roam between Canada and the Pacific Northwest states of Idaho and Washington was down to just one known member. In January, wildlife managers in British Columbia captured the female and put her in a pen where they hope she will have a better shot at survival than alone in the snowy wilderness. Sad. Although it is cool, kind of cool to be the last reindeer, I guess, in the United States. She's famous and she doesn't even know it. <sighs> I love animals. I love Christmas. But Max was right and they were never in Maine. Uh, just the, looks like the western Canada and the western part of the United States, but no longer. All right, boys and girls and everyone, uh, again, thank you for listening. Love you guys. Merry Christmas to all, and to all, a good night. I-